All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. And uh, Matt, uh, it, the second half in overtime was great. Uh, the first half, uh, it was like they needed a shot of Usher uh, to get them uh, rolling. But you know what? This one was close. And for the second consecutive year, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, come back from a 10-point uh, deficit to uh, win the Super Bowl. Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, the first half of the game, really, I thought that the storyline, especially looking back on it, is the fact that the 49ers could have buried Kansas City. Yeah. They really could have. I mean, they, you know, they're up 10 3 at half, and it almost felt like impending doom for San Francisco. Like, if you can put away Mahomes and company, you better do it. The Niners had three straight possessions to start the second half. Up 10-3, 10-3, and 10-6. And if they score a touchdown, obviously, in any of those, or it's a two-score lead, and Mullins is about 20, you know, 25 minutes to work with, depending on which drive we're talking about. The Niners went three and out on all of them and gained negative two yards. I mean, that, to me, if you're a Niners fan, if you're a player, a coach, that's where you're sick. You look at that stretch and say, came out of half. Mahomes makes the only big mistake he made all night is Horrible throw for an interception. Had Kelsey open, missed him, overthrows him, gets picked off. The Niners get the ball at the Chiefs' 44-yard line and do nothing. And then get the ball back two more times, still with the lead. Yes. And did nothing. And then, obviously, there's the, the special teams gap where the punt hits off the guy's leg, and the game just changed. I mean, at that point, the Chiefs never punted again. They had four drives. They had 19 points. 
um, and and things got, got away from San Francisco. Yeah, like that. It's rare. I don't know, and I know you do a lot of number crunching, man. Like, how often does a team go three and out on three consecutive series in the NFL? For for a team of San Francisco's caliber, it's extremely rare. Yeah. I mean, that's something that probably happens to them, you know, a couple times a year. Um, and that really is kind of the story of the Chiefs this season. Yeah. I think we look at them, and there is this. Hey, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, and it's Travis Kelsey. And God knows that's true. But they won the Super Bowl this year because of their defense. And then, and then Patrick Mahomes sprinkled in and Kelsey sprinkled in. And obviously, look, I mean, Mahomes has an outsized importance for every game based on the position he plays. But the Chiefs won that game because defensively they held in there long enough to allow that offense to start to find itself. And again, I you know I, I look and I say – that game, if you're a Niners fan, you could go to the coin toss. You could, you could go to you know a handful of different plays throughout the game. You have know, a third and four with two minutes left. There were certain moments, and that that two minute warning play was certainly one of them. You had an opportunity to, to bury them, to end them, to beat them, and they they couldn't do it. And it, you know, I think it's it's so reminiscent of the of the past with Brady, where you had maybe if you were lucky half dozen plays a game where you have to execute them. And if you don't, you're not going to win. And I thought that was true last night in Las Vegas. The uh, the Chiefs, you know what? Hey, Patrick Mahomes, well-deserving of the MVP because you can't give it to a defense. But, man, I, the defense, we've outlined it here, Matt, in the first few minutes of this interview, how important they were in the yep. first and then how important they were in the second. And funny, that's really been the story of the Chiefs. Like, you talk about, hey, you know what? If you don't have... You have to, if you don't have a dominant quarterback, then you need an elite defense, right? Like if we, if we go back to the, right. when Tampa Bay won, not with Brady, the other one with Johnson. And then you look back when, uh, um, Baltimore, not Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore won with, uh, without an elite quarterback. And so you can say, but the Chiefs right now, they have an elite quarterback and they had an elite defense this year. So we probably really shouldn't be surprised they won. No, I mean, honestly, that was the reason I picked them was I figured you have Mahomes with a better defense. Now the Niners to their credit, their defense stepped up in a way it hadn't in months, and I thought played really, really well. I mean, I, look, I don't know what else you could ask them. They they held the Chiefs to three points for almost three quarters. You know, they give up the touchdown, but it's off a muff punt. I mean, it's, you know, it's basically a special team score. Um, and then I think by the end of the game, they were gassed. I think both defenses were gassed. You know, by the end of the game, you could just kind of see it. I mean, it's a weird thing. I went back and looked at the, the, the team stats last night. I couldn't believe some of the numbers. I mean, the Chiefs had 455 yards of offense in that game. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure as heck didn't feel like it watching the game, but they did. It, you know, now, obviously, of course, you also had each team had an extra drive because of overtime. But, you know, they had 455 yards. Uh, they were 9 of 19 on third down. Now, it's a credit to the 49ers that they even had to execute 19 third downs. It's by far the most they faced this year. But they were very good on it. You know, and, and I think – you know, they were they were great in the red zone. I mean, ultimately, the Niners, the Chiefs got into the red zone six times last night. The Niners only got there twice. But the Chiefs were two of six in the red zone. They, the defense deserves a lot of credit for San Francisco. The problem was they just they faced a team that also can play great defense. And in the end, they faced a quarterback that wasn't going to be denied late in the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes in that game, Matt, like, he, he, there was a few times where he could have thrown, like, a 50-50 ball. He elected not to. 
Um, you know, he did have the one interception. I know it's his only interception, seven games. And, and to me, it was more like, like just a play calling from the chiefs, the creativity at times, you know, the, they, they have the one court. Everybody thinks, Oh, here, we're going to hand it off to uh, uh, Clyde Hilaire. And all that happens is Mahomes runs out wide open down the field. Right. And then you see Herdman wide open on the, uh, on the game winning touchdown, just like Andy Reid, their offensive play calling in Mahomes. And, and really even Herdman, the timing of that motion play, man, probably shouldn't be overlooked. Like it was perfectly timed. It was, it was, I, you know, look, the, the chiefs offense struggled for a huge chunks of that game, which is kind of a microcosm of their season. Mm-hmm. But again, and this goes back to not the harp on it, but the opportunity cost of the Niners. Like, you know, with that guy on the other side of the ball, at some point it's coming. It may take three quarters, but it's at some point he's going to make a play. They're going to make a play. Think about the Super Bowl these two teams played in a handful of years ago. I mean, the Niners gave up ten points for fifty-three minutes, and then gave up twenty-one points in seven minutes. It, it, you, at yeah. some point, it's coming. They know that better than anybody. Yeah. And in that game, you know, I thought a lot, frankly, like Super Bowl fifty-four. The Niners' pass rush was awesome early. Yes. As the game went on, it kind of slowed down. And part of that gives the Chiefs credit. I think they made some adjustments. Part of that is it's hard to rush the quarterback for, I believe, the Chiefs of the ball for 37 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, at some juncture, you're not going to get the same rush you got on the first 10, 15 pass rush snaps of the game. And so, you know, in the end, yeah, the, the, the play of the Hardman, Mahomes makes sure he clears the edge, makes a perfect throw. But there are so many plays on that drive, whether it's Mahomes scrambling to, to, you know, to keep the game going a fourth and one, or on third and it was your one or two, he ran for another like 13 yards to get him in the red zone. I mean, it just that drive as it went on had the feeling of inevitability where you're like, yeah, the Niners, barring some miracle here, they're losing. Like he's going to put this ball in the end zone, and he did. Matt Vernon, I'm joined. So Matt, now we focus on the offseason in the NFL. And, uh, you you know, there's tons of free agents. You look at the Chiefs. Obviously, Jones uh, is a big one. Sneed, uh, I think, would be another one. Uh, there are some, right now, fairly big-name receivers that could become available. All right? Um, you know, Mike Evans. A lot of people think, hey, that would be ideal. Do you see the Chiefs going out and, uh, and getting a, a free agent receiver? A big-name one? You know... It's interesting. I, I think they'll certainly be in the market. Um, Brett Veach has shown that he's got a price and he's going to stick to it. Um, ask Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they weren't going to. Like, they just were not going to go over a certain price point. And when you get into free agency and you get into these guys who are top tier guys, the reality is a lot of those guys get paid, and it's, in a lot of cases get overpaid, and in two years are cap casualties because they got overpaid, and so. You know, the other part of it, too, is like a guy like a T. Higgins, a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. Are they going to really get the free agency or are they going to get tagged? You know, so there, there's a ton of receivers coming out this year in the draft. Um, top 100 guys. I mean, there might be as many as 10 receivers who go in the top 100. I, I think the Chiefs will sign somebody who is a good receiver, a Tyler Boyd, a Darnell Mooney, um, someone on that second tier. And then I think they'll also draft the receiver in the first three rounds. So um, I think they look at Rasheed Rice as a number one. They still have Kelsey. Uh, look, if they get a good price, if they could find somebody, like if Mike Evans becomes available and for some reason they they feel like they can get him at a good rate, sure. 
But my guess is Mike Evans is going to get paid top dollar. And I don't think the Chiefs are going to pay top dollar. I think, again, they'd go for more of that second tier. Yeah. Maybe a guy even like a Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, someone in that range more than maybe that guy was getting like $25 million plus a year. What about Jones? Um, like, how big of a loss do you think that would be? I would think it would be fairly large, but they've lost guys before and they've found ways to win. Well, I think two things are true at once. I mean, it would be a huge loss. He's, he's a Hall of Fame defensive player. At the same point, like, do I still think they'd win probably 12 or 13 games? Yeah, probably. I mean, if Mahomes is upright and breathing, they're going to win 12 or 13 games. They just are. I mean, that's, that's where we're at with this team. Um, I, I think, though, you know, this is going to be a very interesting offseason for them. You know, and, and they're weird because when you look at them, yeah, they go over over the cap has them projected like twenty four million in space. They can cut MVS, which they're going to do, and they're going to save twelve million bucks. And they can extend Justin Reed, which I think is much in play, and save money there. And then they have all these mechanisms in Mahomes' contract that the two of them built in together, where the Chiefs could trigger uh, a restructure that kind of pushes money down the line and save them thirty seven million dollars in cap space. Yeah. I mean they they could basically snapped their fingers with that restructure and MVS, and now they go from 24 to $74 million. So there's a world where they just say, look, we're going to pay Jones, we're going to pay Sneed. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep one of Tranquil and Gay. Um, you know, maybe they keep Mike Dana on the cheap after having seven and a half sacks this year. And they go out and they sign a decent receiver. And they're, they're pretty much reloaded defensively with the same team, and they have a better offense. It's you know it it sounds unfair after watching this team win back to back Super Bowls, but I think that's in play. It really just depends how aggressive Vich wants to be and, and how willing he is to spend what is going to be significant money. Jones is going to be north of twenty five a year, and talking to people around the league, my guess is Snead is right around fifteen a year. So um, what is it? You know what what are they willing to do? But they can do these things. It just kind of comes down to okay, are you willing to outlay that kind of money? When you look at this crop of free agents, and I guess some could sign between now and uh, and now in free agency, it's possible some might. But every year, Matt, uh, there's always a few that are the you know everybody likes them and they get oh they get a huge ticket and never live up to it. Who are your guys? You think this year they're going to be the big name tickets that aren't going to live up to it? I think Chase Young is one of those guys who's. Candidate for that for me. He almost kind of reminds me of Randy Gregory, which is ironic because they both played for 49ers last night. Mm -hmm. um, where Gregory got five and 70 from Denver, and I remember like I had to write something on that for fan side at the time. I looked up his his numbers, and he had 16 and a half sacks his entire career <laughs> and got $70 million. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I was like, really? Like, is that accurate? And I went and I looked it up at another site. Like, yep, 16 and a half sacks. I talked to a litany of people in the business, agents, people in front offices, for a piece that SI is going to release here in a little bit, the top 50 free agents in the NFL. And we got projections okay. for a host of these guys. All right. I, I mean, the projection I got for Chase Young was over $100 million, which I, I just was floored by. But the, the reasoning was, hey, look, man, he's, he's a pass rusher. He was a second overall pick. He's got a big name. Like, if he plays well in the playoffs, some team's going to pay him. And I – I think that's a crazy number, oh. but then again, like you see those things happen. Like yeah. you see it happen all the time, where some team just goes, "Yeah, Bud Dupree, seventy-five million, sign me up." Like it's 
I I think the hundred million is high personally, but like, would I be shocked if some team gave him you know, four and sixty-five or five and seventy-five? No, and I, I think that probably be a mistake, but I also could definitely see it happening. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Because I watched Chase Young and like, to me, he just, like, I don't recall him ever being that thick before. Am I wrong on that? No, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. He was. He's a lot bigger. And by the way, on the offensive side of the ball, the one other guy, I'm not trying to pick on him, but Gabe Davis is the guy who strikes me. Like we were talking about these receivers earlier. Yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't go near Gabe Davis for any kind of real money. No. Like, you, you played with Josh Allen and had games where you were just completely just pure off stage of the earth. Yeah. And now you're telling me you're going to go sign with like Arizona and be better? That, that would scare the daylights out of me. But some team is going to see him and say, hey, we can fix this. And he's young, and he's got a big frame. Let's give him $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. I, I am always extremely hesitant on these guys who are in really good situations. Look, I think T. Higgins is a great player. I'd be hesitant to give T. Higgins $25 million a year. Like, yes. You're on an offense with Jamar Chase. Yes. And you have Joe Burrow. Like, what happens if he – you know, like, look, his offensive coordinator went to Tennessee – what if he goes to Tennessee and he's got Will Levis throwing him the ball? Like, then what happens? Yeah. Like, is he still a guy? Yeah, it's just so much of this stuff is tied into, hey, what's your situation? Yeah. You know, I, I think that really is something to be factored in. Oh, I'm totally with you. I'm always amazed by, you know, now, you know, now there's some guys who leave and go other places and they're just great. Tyree Kill is probably a prime example yeah. of that, right? Like, he was an elite talent, but. There's not a lot of Tyree kills out there, and uh, the Gabe Fair Davis enough. one I think is a great is a great example, Matt. And it's uh, so if you're the Chiefs, and uh, you know now we're hearing that they might restructure Mahomes' deal to to free them up some cap space, um, like is is if you had to re-sign Snead or Jones, you know, assuming though at, at fair market value, who do you think is more important, and who do you think they would get done? 
more important is a really hard part of that. I, I think Jones is probably more important because he can just wreck a game. Mm-hmm. Like there is this game, you just can't block him, yeah. and the game's over. But I think they'd be more likely to sign Snead because Snead is probably going to cost sixty percent of what Jones costs, and he's four years younger than him. Yeah, um, and he just had a great year. I mean, Snead. Look, I thought of all the guys who got snubbed for all pro teams. Well, Jerry Snead was the top guy. Like the, the fact that he didn't get named an all pro this year. Like I've watched every stitch of Kansas City's football season, and Trent McDuffie, and he showed it last night. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, Jerry Snead was better this year. Like fly, and they were traveling him with the number one corner every single game. Yeah. So I think with the Chiefs, uh, both of them are essential, and I expect that the Chiefs are going to try to retain them both. But if I had to pick, and I think there is a very real world, they only bring back one of them. Uh, I, I think Snead is more likely to be back than Jones. Matt, will Bill Belichick coach again? Yeah, I think he will. But I, I also would say that it's it's far from a guarantee. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to be 72. And the hard thing is you got to find the right situation. I know it sounds funny because, well, come on, it's Bill Belichick. Like, how, you know, how could you not find the right situation? But if you're a team and you are looking for a head coach, you're probably a team that's not very good. I mean, it just, you know, you're probably rebuilding. You're probably reloading. Do you want to bring in a 72-year-old head coach to do that? You know, I mean, that's the part of this. I think Bill wants to coach. I don't have any question about that. But can you find the right situation? My guess is that there will be one or two that come up in the next year or so that he'll latch on to. Like if, I thought Dallas or Philadelphia would be the spots. Honestly, if he had an opportunity for one of those jobs, I think that would have been perfect. Because you go in there, hey, listen, we're trying to win right now. Next two to three years, and then Bill rides off into the sunset. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I think he definitely wants to coach. The yeah. question is, is does the situation arise that works out for the team as well? Yeah, that's fair. Matt, great stuff, man. We really appreciate it. When is that uh, top free agent? When's it coming out? That's a great question. I'll have to ask my editor. But it, uh, <laughs> it, I, I, believe it'll, I believe it'll be out this week. I think oh, it's okay. coming out this week. Top 50 free agents and each team, uh, or excuse me, each guy that's a projection. I think 30 of them are projected by agents around the league. So okay. it, it should be uh, a good read. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.